Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great, thanks for joining us for another episode. As you may know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we review a listener-submitted minute of content. We look at it, try to figure out what's going on, and orient ourselves. Um, John, what are we looking at today? Today we're looking at uh, a clip uh, from the movie The Lady from Shanghai. And this clip is on YouTube. It's uh, titled uh, Funhouse Mirrors or The Mirror Scene. Uh, and it's supplied by Rita. We're starting at this clip at specifically 52 seconds in. Great, and today's episode is brought to you by You Undies. For only $20 a month, you can ship me your most comfortable and exciting underwear conveniently to my door with no hassle. It's not just underwear, though. Shorts, t-shirts, athletic gear, and more. I'll pay you $20 to ship it to me. Don't worry about what I'll use it for. It's not a sex thing. Visit youundies.com slash minutepod for more information about my completely non-sexual interest in your used underwear today. All right. Um, okay. So uh, what I'd like to go over first is our level of familiarity for the lady of Shang- from Shanghai, Paul. Uh, I personally mm-hmm. have absolutely no familiarity with it. I additionally have zero familiarity. Um, I'm aware of the cast, I've seen them in some other things, but this movie in particular, nope, nothing. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a lot of movies from this time period had like the from Shanghai or from blah, 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 like from someplace else basically. Uh, and, but they didn't take place in those places. So I never Mm. really, I mean, like, I guess if it's a lady from Shanghai, which I guess we'll get into later, but like, you know, then, you know, she can move around, but like, you Mm. always think like maybe the movies for no, no, the movie was set in, most likely California. Are you saying they can't have mirrors in the Orient, John? Uh, I I'm using never, a, an, never, a, a term appropriate for the setting of the movie. I don't think I've ever said the Orient before, so I wanted no, to clarify. No, although the Orient Express does come out next next week. Ooh, I am yeah. looking forward to that. Less thrilled that Johnny Depp is in it, but the rest of the rest of the cast is probably. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Different, <laughs> different, different media. True, uh, true. So. Okay. Well, a quick intro to what uh, we're going to be discussing then to the scene. Um, it starts with three people in a house of mirrors, you know, carnival style, and one of them delivers some exposition as he walks around, and the scene ends with gunshots. Yep. What uh, do you think we should do? A uh, script reading for this before we move on. Yeah, you know, I think it probably is worthwhile in this case. Let's go ahead and do it. Um, th- there's two speaking roles here. One uh, fellow who I'm calling Michael Keynes and a woman named Helsa. Yes, and I will be taking the role of Helsa and any other noises that happen to be going off. <laughs> Excellent. All right, let's give it a go. I knew I'd find you two together. If I hadn't, Helsa, I might have gone on playing it your way. Squeak. Squeak. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that, but you did plan for me to follow you. You've been drinking. I presume you think that if you murder me here, your sailor friend will get the blame and you'll be free to spend my money. Squeak! Well, dear, you aren't the only one who wants me dead. Our good friend the district attorney is just itching to open the letter that I had left with him. The letter tells all about you, lover. 
So you would be foolish to fire that gun. With these mirrors, it's difficult to tell. You are aiming at me, aren't you? I'm aiming at you, lover. Of course, killing you is killing myself. It's the same thing. But you know, I'm pretty tired of both of us. Bang! Bang! Shattered in glass. Yep. Scene. Excellent. Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. So, John, what what is your first reaction to what we just talked through? All right. To the so, scene? well, I I would say that my first reaction to all of this together is definitely the visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of psychedelic. They've got sort of a kaleidoscopic set. Like the mirrors seem to mm-hmm. go from being like oh, there's, like, three mirrors to being, like, oh, there's, uh, like, 16 mirrors, and they're all reflecting this guy sort of walking around. Or Helsa, presumably, uh, in various positions. Sometimes, Mm. like, you know, as as the mirrors are presumably, like, rotating around them, or or they're they're walking around, like, sort of, like, slightly tilted mirrors Mm. uh, in this funhouse, um... It seems to like reflect different, different sizes of people, different like relations to one another, or the same person just like in different places. Uh, yeah, I think they they did a good job um, with the camera work of actually capturing the funhouse experience in that way. Yeah, I mean this mm-hmm. is this is cool. Uh, it does make me think that they probably didn't. This is probably not a real place. Like this is probably a set set up specifically for cinematography, right? Or do you think this is like an actual funhouse that they used to, at, on location. It would be a hell of a carnival if they just went and found this funhouse, but it could also be that uh, if we were there, it wouldn't be that exciting, and the camera work is also helping. Oh, so I could true. see it going either way. It's just that some of these shots do look like they're they're sort of just double exposure. Like, uh, mm-hmm. there's a particularly good one with uh, Elsa's face, uh, played by Rita Hayworth, by the way. So Rita Hayworth. We, we face, should mention, yeah. Uh, in two different positions, and then... Uh, the guy who isn't Orson Welles, the guy who talks, mm. uh, otherwise known as Michael Caine's here. Uh, and I guess we, we should clarify, he is in no way being played by Michael Caine, the actor. We're calling him Michael Caine's for reasons that we'll get to later. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it just looks like he's sort of passing between her, like, head or, I don't know, it's weird. There's a lot of surreal imagery in this. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of, like, uh, you know... Uh, oh God, how many steps is it? 39 steps, uh, the Alfred Hitchcock movie with the... Uh, oh, I, I know the one you mean, but yeah, I don't remember the, exactly. The surrealist, the surrealist, like, dream sequence and stuff like that. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. more than one Alfred Hitchcock movie with the surrealist dream sequence. <laughs> um, but it sort of reminds me of that, because a lot of it, you know, feels like, you know, this is... This is I suppose I should ask you, like, do you think that this is like the, the 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 summation of the film, or do you think this is closer to the beginning or middle? I think this this might actually be taking place in the middle of the scene. I mean, we'll we'll get to a, a yeah, deeper discussion of what's happening, yeah. but I think given um, the fact that at least I think two of the characters walk away at the end, I don't think it's the end of the movie. That's true. Yeah. At least that we know. For all we know, the next like five seconds are like him shooting somebody else or him getting shot. So, well, that 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 is a good point as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so John, my first reactions <laughs> um are, to this scene are twofold. The first is that Rita, the submitter of the minute, has done 
an amazing job of finding a clip with no context whatsoever. It's, yes. it's This might be the most difficulty we've had in terms of just not actually knowing what's going on, but from something that's clearly a sensible movie. It's not like some random clip from something yeah. someone sent us where we just Obviously. cannot understand. Yes. Um, for instance, like, we know that there's three characters. Uh, True. Orson Welles, who does not speak throughout this entire scene, uh, mm-hmm. this entire minute. Uh, we have Rita Hayworth, uh, who mm-hmm. has only one line. Uh, mm-hmm. And we know that they are the subject of uh, Michael Keynes' upset, uh, you know, being upset. Mm-hmm. But uh, we don't really know why or how or what the relationship between the three are. Like, I think you can assume that Orson Welles and Rita Hayworth are having some sort of romantic tryst and that maybe... Rita Hayworth and this gentleman who talked through the entire part, like they probably had a romantic tryst, but like again, that's speculation. For like, I, mm. I think I think even other parts, like even the title of the film, "The Lady from Shanghai." What do you think that that means, Paul? Well, that that really um, leads me to my second sort of initial response to what we've seen here, which I mean, as you know, my first thought was that she does not look like what I expected a lady from Shanghai to look like. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's just Rita Hayworth. She's not playing any sort of um, yellow face or, or makeup or anything. So I think it's Which probably not God. actually about... That would certainly you know, change the mood of this this minute. Cer- certainly would. Um, but, but I think at, at some point in the past, you mentioned that you... Th- Thought it was probably like a piece of artwork was the lady from Shanghai. Yeah, or it's, something it to sounds that like it sounds like the title to something. Like, uh, yeah. like I imagine that, like that the Maltese sense. Falcon, the lady from. It feels like a statue or a, or maybe a jewel. Like that mm-hmm. sounds like mm-hmm. some sort of patriarchal thing that you would call like a, you know, a jewel, a lady. I don't know something like that. But a painting title also makes sense to me. Yeah. Hmm. Well. John, should we should we talk about fun houses a little bit? Sure. I like fun houses. I do. I have been in a couple myself. Um, have you been in very many? Whoa. Breaking up. Ooh. Yeah, let's see. Test, test, test. Oh, no. You seem fine now. I don't know yeah. what it is. You sounded good on my end the whole time. All right. I mean, not that it matters how good we... Like, I can, I can clip this out. Sure. Uh, okay, should I do the fun houses line again? Uh yeah, that works. I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to edit it that well, but I think I think it'll be fine. Okay. Well, this is the potential area for a cut, and then so John, should we talk about fun houses for a minute? I think we should. All right. So I I know I've I've been in a couple. Um, have you been in a lot of fun houses before? Yeah, I've probably been in maybe half dozen at least. Half dozen. That's that's more than me. Um, have you ever been in one that had sort of a a layout like this one, it it seems to me that the layout here is a central room with mirrors surrounding it for the most part. But at one part in the scene, it does look like Rita's down a hallway slightly. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not entirely clear. The ones I've been in were sort of just like, I don't know if you're, you're on like almost like a conveyor belt or a walkway going through mirrors everywhere, but never one like this. Yeah, no, never, never one that seemed like an open room with mirrors scattered through it as mm. though to like, you know... <laughs> just ask for somebody to walk right into it or something like that. Um, I've been in some tricky ones, but they've always been literally like zigzaggy hallways through like a trailer car sort of thing. Sure. Uh, Not so much Mm -hmm. like what seems like a rather large, like warehouse type layout 
with just mirrors scattered around. This feels like this feels like a a, a funhouse set uh, on a movie set lot. Like that that that's that's kind yeah, of I what think... it feels like to me. I think you're probably right, and we're meant to be disoriented by all of the mirrors, I think, and to make it... I mean, even uh, Michael Keynes mentions it. Check, check. Check. No, no, no. I just... And, like, it, yes, it's disorienting. I oh, have no I idea. I thought you were joking about audio difficulties. No, 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 no. No, but I you're right. I never um, joke about audio difficulties. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but so, yeah, we're definitely supposed to be a little disoriented, and... I don't remember ever being in a funhouse or hall of mirrors and, and actually being disoriented to the point that, I mean, the the character we're calling Michael does mention he's not sure if uh, Reed is aiming at him or not. And, and I don't remember ever being disoriented to the point that I felt like I couldn't shoot someone who was walking around me. I mean, I think of this a lot when I'm in funhouse mirrors, but like, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I don't feel like I could ever not shoot some the right person <laughs> in a funhouse mirror. Like, like that's the first mm-hmm. thing I feel most people f- think about when they walk into a funhouse mirrors what, what, uh, what i actually think it's the first thing that you think when you walk into a carnival you're like okay if i had to kill someone this is the most likely time yeah best yeah. place to do it yeah uh nobody will they'll never catch which reflection actually pulled the trigger <laughs> true All that sort of good stuff well there's also mm. the fact that, like i think the real first thing that everybody thinks about when they walk into a funhouse is like do i really look like that Sort of like the first time that somebody like listens to a recording of their voice, they're like, "Do I really sound like that? Like, is that is that really what I look like?" And then then you realize, "Oh wait, no, this is a warped mirror. That's why I look like a fun clown." But unfortunately, we really do sound like this. Yes, we do, and it Damn. makes me cry. <laughs> okay, but uh, the the reason that that I do bring that up is when we get to the end of the scene and there are the gunshots. I mean, we'll get to who's shooting at who, but it looks like they're not always successfully shooting each other so i just i don't know if i'm buying into it fully that you wouldn't be able to shoot the person you mean in a hall of mirrors it does it does feel a little bugs bunny ish like Mm -hmm. like like these mirrors are the true platonic ideal of mirrors rather than an actual mirror which especially in a carnival would be kind of covered in a veneer of dust and like I don't yeah. know. Maybe eyeglass technology just wasn't up to snuff. Maybe all of the characters that need to be, be wearing glasses. Yeah, could actually be true. Well, let, let's jump in and talk about the characters a little bit. Specifically, the guy we're calling Michael Keynes, which I'm hoping is not actually an incredibly fucked up thing to call him. It's just <laughs> that the the only thing we know about this character from this scene is the fact that he walks with two canes and has an outstanding New England accent. Yes. Uh. Well, that and like. He doesn't just walk with canes. He walks as uh, like an actor trying to portray a not uh, to fill two roles. Role mm. one is to be a uh, you know a, a man with some sort of uh, disabled you know ability to walk. So mm-hmm. so so he he's walking and and presumably they're squeaking, which to me seems like leg braces. Um, or maybe he just is like half Tin Man down there and just like needs some oil. But uh, I think for the most part, like the squeaking, like he's literally propping himself up with two canes. Mm-hmm. So not like crutches or something like much more able to be. Like, it doesn't feel like a very efficient way of movement, which um, it, yeah. makes me feel like it's more of a visibility thing rather than him trying to like actually walk. 
or the props guy couldn't find like actual medical equipment and they just found like two prop canes that looked alike and so this is how this actor is going to walk through the scene now um it, it's definitely possible i find his walk is fascinating he he leans back it seems a good 45 degrees with each step and i i don't think that's how anybody with some sort of mobility aids would be even, walking but even if they do he walks at such a rhythmic and like it, it it just doesn't seem like he's actually impaired it just seems like he's like moving in a very specific way if that makes any sense whatsoever uh, well, it does to me i've seen the clip I, I think i think yeah it it definitely looks more like a portrayal of someone with a disability than the way someone using two canes would actually walk yeah especially since like I don't think anybody would ever, at least, like, again, these are just two normal hand handheld canes. I don't mm. think anybody would find that comfortable for more than about five seconds until they are like, oh, this needs some more, like, surface area for me to grip onto. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't think there's any way to really do this without, like, I don't think anybody could walk the way that he walks without it being, like, a strangely purposeful, almost dance. Well, I think you would also, the amount of lower back injury that I think you would suffer yeah. with the jerking walking motion, Definitely. I don't know, I I would not survive doing that. But but I have a couple follow-up questions. The first is, what's the deal with the squeaking? Um, you, you mentioned that you thought it might be leg braces, which which could definitely be true. Or he's stepping on mice each step. You know, that's what it sounded like a little bit. Uh, uh, it's definitely fully, though, right? Like, he's not actually mm-hmm. wearing leg braces. I mean, he, no, he may be, yeah. but... I don't think they're making the same squeak every time that he walks. No, it's kind of amazing. But but also, we learned through the scene that this guy has a fair amount of money, or at least enough money that maybe Hells is trying to steal it, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that he could not invest in non-squeaking mobility aids, whether it's his cane squeaking or if it's his leg braces, like, I don't know. I, I think I mean, that the does level make of squeaking sense. going on in the scene, it's intense. But he also didn't become rich just oiling any hinge that squeaked, Paul. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta gotta (laughs) choose your squeaks, so to speak. I guess that's true. You don't want to waste that precious 1947 oil. Yeah. But even so. (laughs) Okay, so my second question, though, is, is does the way he's walking have anything to do with the fact that he has been drinking? As we know from House's one line, he's apparently been drinking, but I, I don't know that that's obvious can you tell he's been drinking john i mean like unless like the way that you tell if he's drinking is if he's got two canes and he's walking like that like i like i don't see how a drunk person or like a severely impaired person uh you know from alcohol like is i don't think Mm. i don't see how they'd be able to walk like that uh Mm. i mean like it it does seem like he may have had like a you know maybe a nightcap or something like that but certainly not like to the point where across the room she's able to tell that he's been drinking. Especially with his clipped, you know, mid-Atlantic accent going off. Well, and especially not with the one minute of context we have. Maybe that's if we'd true. seen the minute before, that's actually incredibly obvious that he's quite drunk. Um, but, John, I mean, his hat is slightly mm-hmm. askew. Maybe... Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe he's so put together uh, that the idea that his hat isn't perfectly, like, straight across his head uh could be all the all the evidence we need exactly Mm. okay well another thing that he mentions in his exposition is that he's written a letter to the da with details about her and i'm wondering john if you have any theory about what might be included in that letter i have 
absolutely no idea. I think I think maybe like from the implications, like it feels like that you know there's some sort of you know love triangle going on here, right? But like, why would the mm. DEA care at all about? Why would anybody care about their love triangle? Like, like other than well, the fact that, it's like... It's really not clear. It only makes sense if, like, the only way that information matters is if she does kill him. Uh, if that makes sense, like, if she does kill him, yeah. then it's clear that the reason she killed him was because she was having an affair with this guy and they wanted his money. But it, it felt like more than that, right? Like, what do you, what do you think is in that packet of information? I really also have no idea. The theory I'm coming around to, the more I think about it, is that maybe he has evidence of some plot that she has to steal more than just his money. Maybe the lady from Shanghai is a painting and he knows that she's planning to steal it or or something. But then that doesn't make a lot of sense with the fact that he seems to be convinced that she's having an affair with her sailor friend. Sailor so friend? Where, wait, wait, where do we get sailor friend? We get sailor friend from in his speech. Um, let's see. I presume you think that if you murder me here, your sailor friend will get the blame, and you'll oh my befriend God. us spend I my never, money. I never even... Re- <laughs> That's been in there this whole time? It has. Oh, wow. So he's playing... A, yeah, Orson Welles playing a, a sailor. Weird. I never would have picked Orson Welles as a sailor. I never would have picked him out of a lineup in this outfit as a sailor. But no, you know. no, certainly not. No. This outfit that we see for all of like one shot, literally. It's, yeah, I was going to say when he gets shot. When he gets shot. Uh, well, maybe we should come back to that then, John. Who? Um, well, maybe can you start by telling us what's actually happening as they, as we said, bang bang at the end of the script. Okay, so. When we said bang, bang, it's basically that two shots go off and Mm. one of them hits at least a mirror uh, and another one hits Orson Welles. Like Orson Welles definitely got hit by something. Fatally, we don't know. So so one. No, that's true. So one thing we need to assess is it seems pretty likely that somebody shoots the mirror and then somebody shoots Orson. But I'm wondering. Do you have a theory for who shoots who and who shoots first? Oh, I never really... Th- okay, so, like, I've thought about this a few times. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of wondering uh, if maybe... Okay, so it's interesting, because, like, if we know that the only person who got shot is Orson Welles, that is the most interesting person to get shot. Uh, for mm-hmm. one thing, we know nothing about him. So. Nothing at all. Um, he, he may so, be a sailor. Well, yeah, he may be a sailor. Uh, we know he's Orson Welles, so he's a bit of a ham. Uh, mm-hmm. And we know that uh, these characters both have a, a probably strong feelings towards him in some way. But we also don't know what happened before this. So for all we know, like, you know, Helsa shot him because, like, you know, he's doing one over on her. Like, how does this guy know that they're in, like, this, this funhouse mirror set? Like... How did, That's a good question too. How did he follow them in there? He does sort of say like, "I knew if I followed you here," as like followed them here to the the funhouse mirrors. Like, what sane human being would think this is a good place to have a, a liaison with uh, with with my yeah. mistress or lover or whatever? Um, 
I don't I've know. Heard of a, yeah, I've heard of people putting a mirror on the ceiling, but never yeah, and no, the mirrors whole, on the walls also. I feel like that would just be disturbing in general. Like this just seems like like a, a poor choice on Helsa and Orson's Mister Sailor Boy's. Uh, <laughs> you know, Mister Sailor Boy, Mister Sailor Boy, sort of line there. I, I I'm not really sure. <laughs> man. Just more and more questions keep pouring in, but like there is a possibility that Helsa shot Orson Welles. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, there's the, the possibility that 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 uh, Mr. Keynes here also shot Orson Welles, but like I see, I feel like that's a lot more straightforward. Like he shot him, but the entire mm-hmm. time he's saying that he's pointing at Elsa, so it makes me think like, did he shoot him on purpose? Like, did the first shot go through the mirror, and then the second one hit Orson, and then? So then Helsa presumably then shoots him because she was given the time. Like, what do you think goes on, Paul? Well, why, why don't we circle back to that by answering what we think happens before the scene, what really happens in the scene, and what happens next. Okay. So we'll sort of wrap it up that way. My theory is that Rita and her sailor friend, who are not actually romantically involved but are somehow plotting to steal something together presumably stealing the lady from shanghai whatever that might be hopefully it's not a person um and they are at a carnival for some reason and they go into the funhouse to talk about something and then (laughs) as one does the most meditative place in the carnival the funhouse and then uh michael comes in and they have their interaction i think then Rita tries to shoot Michael, but shoots the mirror by mistake because we get some sort of angle of her looks like pointing a gun directly at a mirror. Yeah. Or maybe she's pointing it down a hallway. It's it's hard to say exactly. Uh, And then I think that Michael shoots Orson because he's jealous that they're having a romantic affair that they may or may not actually be. Uh, I think then Rita escapes and uh, their showdown over who gets the lady sort of continues. Okay. I don't think the DA opens the letter, so we'll mm. never know what's in it. So, I kind of have a theory that, like, I think this is the end scene. So, I think that this this whole okay. thing ends with a shootout in the in the place. Like, I, I think there might be, like, a summative scene at the, the very end, but, like, this is the climax. Okay, so sure. Uh, and I think that they come in... Uh, they, they, all three of them are in some sort of conspiracy together. Uh, and, you know, something that, you know, if one of them was to die, then the other two would be able to have, you know, more money from a sale of some sort of object, the, the titular lady from Shanghai. Uh, okay. And then uh, they're plotting to kill him. And while they're plotting to kill him, uh, he figures it out, confronts them here, and... Uh, and then that's when the shootout happens. I think that one of them is injured. I'm guessing Orson Orson Welles, I think, is injured. I don't think he's down for the count. Then okay. I think uh then I think uh Helsa shoots the guy uh with the with the canes, the, the guy who's been talking this entire time, after he misses her. Uh and then he bleeds out and dies. Like I think this is the last scene with him. And then she double crosses Orson Welles and like, you know, is about to shoot him. But right before then, 
Uh, she either gets shot by Orson Welles or something like that, and this involves like Orson Welles getting away scot free with the painting and selling it off somewhere, somewhere, and then living on the beaches of somewhere. That is both wildly specific and entirely plausible. Mm-hmm. Well, I just feel like this whole like love triangle betrayal thing like just ends up with one of them betraying the other person at the end. Like this just feels like the yep. the era of the femme fatale in movies and the way that this is shot just makes that feel even more. But for all I know, it's actually Helsa who's the main character and everyone else is like, you know, sort of like messing with her. It being in a funhouse mirror set just sort of goes to show like, is any of this real? Like can you trust any of this information? Like mm-hmm. Orson Welles could just go down and not actually be shot, and then this is all a show for somebody. You know, that that's true too, and that I think is why I actually like this submission so much, is because yeah. there's so many plausible explanations that are still a real movie. Yeah. It's not like us guessing as to what was happening at the intro to Common Rider. Is that what it was common? <laughs> yeah, Common Rider, yeah. yeah. Uh, the <laughs> the Common Rider something last Final vent. I don't know. <laughs> Final vent. That's what it was. Yes, that was the episode Final name, vent. at least. True. Okay. Well, I feel like we we included the summary of what we think the show's about, um, pretty much in, in that discussion there, John. So, yeah. is there anything else that you want to highlight from this minute? Um, I want to highlight. I think that uh, Rita Hayworth's hair and her hat is pretty rad. Like, I think I think it's a cool little thing that she's got going on there. Like. I don't know. Yes. Would be considered finger curls or something. And then there's like this, like sort of like piratey sort of hat going on. Maybe to go with the sailor theme. Like, you know, when you're in romance with a sailor, you got to dress a certain way. So you just pick up certain tendencies. <laughs> yeah. Like bandanas. Certain piratic tendencies. Piratic yeah. tendencies. Exactly. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's call it a wrap then, John, with let's a big thank you. Big thank you to Rita for submitting this week's minute. If you want to support the podcast, you can always review us on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. You can reach out to us at theminutepodcast at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at MinutePod, or find us on Facebook. As always, this episode was hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg with production by John Ward and theme music by Paul Reberg. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Holy crap, you made it to the end, we'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.